You are listening to Unified Through Chronic and Mental Illness with your hosts, Angie Roberts and Kimberly Murphy. Please be advised that some of the topics of this podcast can be triggering and sensitive in nature. Thank you for joining us for the final episode of our Toxic Relationship mini-series with special guest Carly Saunders. We continue the conversation with the five steps to recovery. The five steps to recovery, which is my the, my coaching framework that I work through is, so we've talked about priming your brain, which is super, super important. And then we talk about bringing your energy. And that's legitimately the energy that you generate. And then we talk about boundaries and respect. respect. Then after that, we focus on breaking trauma bonds. And the final step is, and when I say final, that's very, very loosely final mm-hmm. because this is a continual process that you kind of have to continue to work through. And it's just, I am worthy. And it's really honing in on you are worthy of real love. You are worthy um, of being treated with respect and all of those things. That's an overarching theme throughout that I always talk about. But those, like the I am worthy, that's when we really hit home. Like I don't allow like a session, like a program to end without really hitting that part hard. Your program is very interesting. It's very inspiring. Thank you. Yeah, this (laughs) was this was kind of, I only really put this framework together very recently, as embarrassed as I am to say that. And the only reason that I did is because this was a pattern that I saw. Like, this is how things naturally progressed. Whether I was talking to someone who I listened to a podcast, whether I was talking to someone who um, my mom had gave me their phone number or gave them my phone number, whether it was a client, this was the same process that we always went through. And so I was like, man, if there's if this is the overarching theme, then we're just going to roll with this. Because if this is what's working, then we're just going to keep it that way. <laughs> I think it's awesome, Carly. I mean, you really have, first of all, you're a really great motivational speaker. That oh, must be, you. I don't know if that's yes. a natural gift or something you worked on, but you're great at it. And you have a wonderful way of putting things so that people can really understand what you're talking about. Your metaphors are just amazing. And I can see that you could really help a lot of people. And um, we, okay, so we were kind of checking you out um, on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) And you had said something about gratitude is a really big part of your day. Yes. So can you tell us about that a little bit? Yes. And actually that works because this was part of bringing the energy about managing and bringing your energy to a room. So gratitude is something that I struggled with for a very long time. And when I say a very long time, I'm talking like 20 years, a long time. Mm-hmm. I wanted nothing to do with it. And of course, the moment you start getting into the self-help world, which there's a toxic part of the self-help world, I'm not talking about that part, but um, you know, the more pop, the the good part of the self-help world mm-hmm. is you hear the word gratitude come up a lot. You hear it come up in the most irritating way. Because you're like, I'm so sick of this woman keeps saying thank you. And she's so grateful. And <laughs> does she not understand what's going on in the world right now? What do you mean she's grateful? Like, oh my God, can someone just punch her to make her shut up about how grateful she is? Like, I am not kidding. I used to, I'm, 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 I used to be, I'm not claiming it anymore. I used to be a very angry, very aggressive person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was not nice. I would never say that to someone's face unless they started it. But um, <laughs> I was not a very nice person. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't until I finally started to say thank you right. that I began to understand why. 
So this ties in to, so I read High Performance Habits by Brendan Burchard. And the very first chapter of that book is called Bring the Joy. And there's a quote in there, and it's actually what we're talking about in Worthy this month too, is that the power plant doesn't have energy, it creates energy. And this was in reference to joy. Mm -hmm. We are our own joy generators. We don't have to wait for someone to give it to us. We can generate it for the world at large. Mm -hmm. We can generate joy for ourselves. And when I first read that, I remember exactly where I was. I was sitting in my car waiting for a Grubhub order. And I was so mad I threw the book across my car. <laughs> my car is not a big car. I don't know why I threw it. I don't know what I thought was going to happen. But I chucked this really big hardcover book. I'm so glad it didn't break my window. Across my car. And I was so mad. I was like, Brendan, you have no idea. You have no How dare you? How dare you tell me I can generate joy? Because I didn't. I. I was filled with my right to be angry because the world was awful and there was nothing good in it and I was allowed to be angry. Mm -hmm. And the fact of the matter is, is I was allowed to be angry. No one was telling me I wasn't allowed to be angry. Right. Someone just told me there was another option. And when there was another option, I got mad because that meant that I didn't have to stay this way. Right. <laughs> and then I got mad that I wasn't taught this sooner. And that's a really brief overview right. of the, that's a really good book. I'm not an affiliate. I should be. I talk about that book all the time. Um, <laughs> but that that moment in that car and i picked it up begrudgingly i picked it i was it was like eight o'clock at night it was pitch black no one was even caring about my existence and i didn't want anyone to see me picking up this book after i chucked it across my car no mm -hmm. one cared but i was so self-conscious of myself right and so i picked that book up and i kept reading and it was just it was so mind-blowing to me that i was allowed to feel anything other than anger that i was allowed to accept what i had gone through not justify it but accept that it had happened and still see beauty in the world. Mm -hmm. That was such a mind-blowing shift. Now, I started to apply the joy concept, but it was a few months before I started to really apply the gratitude to that. I didn't realize how connected they were until it kind of just happened. And it was like, oh my God, seriously? Seriously, how did I not see this? Right. Once you realize you're allowed to experience another emotion other than joy... There are other than whatever negative emotion you're feeling, you are probably going to be angry. You're going to be angry that it's an option because you want to continue to stay mad because when you're mad, you can, you know, you continue to, you can just continue to stay that way. You can just continue and no one can criticize you. My mother is like that. My mom always says to, uh, to me that anger is her favorite emotion because as long as she's angry, she can keep moving. It's like, it, it hurts so hard. It hurts so much to hear, but that was so me. Mm -hmm. I was so mean. I was so in that place. And like I, people walked on eggshells around. It was so bad. I was mm -hmm. not a nice person. Mm -hmm. Now, whether or not I was justified in acting that way is another conversation, but I was just not a fun person to be around. Mm -hmm. And so once I understood that I was allowed to feel another emotion and I, it was like, it was, I went through all the stages of grief with this and I got mad. I didn't understand why, but I had been angry for so long. I genuinely didn't understand that there was another option. Like, I don't say that to be dramatic. I, I didn't know that I was allowed to not be angry. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that happiness was something that I was allowed to have, let alone create myself. That's sad. Right? That's yeah. really heartbreaking. I but I honestly, I genuinely did not know. I did not even know that it was an option presented to me. Mm -hmm. And so once I found that out, I had to work through my grief. And I'm really glad that I allowed myself to really work through it. And I'm surprised that I did. But once I did, I, I released all of that. I didn't mm -hmm. stop being angry entirely, but I released my grip on the anger. 
anger right. comes and goes, but I stopped holding on to it so hard. And so I was like, okay, how can I bring joy? How can I generate joy? How can I be the power plant of joy for my son? How can I be the power plant of joy for the people around me? How can I be the power plant of joy? And this was before I even started coaching. This is for on my other Instagram account. How can I continue to inspire and bring joy to these other women that are wanting to get in shape? Like, how can I, how can I do this? And I realized that it all comes through gratitude. Mm-hmm. And I had to begin to go, okay, right. the world can suck. It really can. It really does. But life is also beautiful. Mm-hmm. We just, it's just like wearing those glasses. You have to choose to see it and you have to choose not to see it. It's choice, regardless of either way. And so I began to look around me and go, okay, you know what? I really, I don't really like my body because, you know, it's attacking itself and it's fat and I don't like it. And I don't like my living situation and I don't really like my family. Like, what can I do? But you know what? I was so, so, so grateful for my son. And I was so, so, so grateful that even though I hadn't gotten the custody agreement yet, I was so happy that I got to see my son and that he was with me. I was mm-hmm. so happy that he was given to me. And that's legitimately what it started with. I knew that I would do anything for that boy. And I was so grateful for that. And it's all, it, all, the only reason that I am alive right now is because of that boy. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. That's the only reason. Because yeah. I was so low. I, can I was so that. low. And I was so gone. And I genuinely, there reached a point. My depression was so bad. I didn't want to be a mom. I didn't want to be his mom. I didn't want to exist. I just wanted to be gone. But I knew that if I was gone... There was no one else who was going to understand him the way I stood him. Understood right. him. And that by leaving, I was hurting him. And so that's what I chose to do. I woke up every day with gratitude for him and for the life that he gave me. Because I've got autoimmune issues. I shouldn't have been able to have a kid. My body should not have been able to have a kid at all. And yet he's still here. Mm-hmm. I should not be alive right now. And yet here I am. Mm-hmm. And so I began to have gratitude for my son. And in, in, in having gratitude for my son, I began to have gratitude for the fact that he was here. And because he was here, my life was still here. Mm-hmm. And then I began to have gratitude for the person who walked in, who is another reason that I'm still here. I give gratitude to that person. Because if it wasn't for that person and my son, I wouldn't have anything to be grateful for because I wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. And so I began to go, oh my gosh. Right. And so then it was nothing, nothing simple at this point. I didn't want to say thank you for the roof over my head. I didn't want to say thank you for having food. I didn't want to say thank you for having clothes. Because again, I didn't realize that was something to be grateful for. I just thought that was, you know, basic requirement. Right. But I didn't realize that that was something that I'm allowed to be grateful for. Like right now, I am so grateful that I am able to wear a tank top because it is so hot. And if I did not have any tank tops, I can't sleep naked. I share a room with my son. So I'd have to wear like a hot shirt and that'd be too much. And I'm so grateful for this tank top. Right. So grateful. <laughs> I don't know why my bra is still in, but I would be so grateful when I take it off. Like now I can see that. And yes, it's funny, but I genuinely mean that. And the only reason I got here mm-hmm. is because I started with the, what, they definitely were not, I don't mean bare minimum as in they weren't important because my son is important and my life is very, very important. And the people who contributed to my life are very important. But what I mean is those were the, th- I, I had to reach. I had to reach in order to be grateful. Mm-hmm. I had to think so hard and that's okay. Right. Finding joy it's in okay. simple things is, is great when you can get there. 
It is. But even if you can't, that's okay. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing. And I don't even remember where I heard it. I don't remember what. I, I, I don't know. But at some point, I realized, I heard, I read, whatever, that it was okay that I couldn't find joy in the simple things right now. Mm-hmm. Because I was still alive and I was still here. And that was enough to be grateful for. Right. I was yeah. like, okay. And once I let go of that guilt for not being able to find joy in the simple things, once I let go of that guilt, things started to just like light up like in a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like when you see that right. that thing that stands out and it, it's highlighted, I was like, oh my gosh, like my cat has food to eat. That's, I'm so grateful for the fact that I had money to buy my, my, my cat food, which mm-hmm. also means I am so grateful for my cat because she is my baby. <laughs> she is my everything. And it's like every, piece by piece by piece, things just started to show up. And now I've reached a point where I know when I am not being grateful. Mm-hmm. The moment my attitude starts to slip and I begin to snap at Axel and I begin to just get mean. It's because I haven't been grateful. And once I let myself right. go, okay, stop. And there are times that I have to go in my bathroom. The bathrooms do not have locks. And so I have to hold <laughs> the door shut when my autistic <laughs> child is screaming at me, trying to rip into the bathroom. Or I go into the bathroom and I hold the door shut. And I'm like, okay, five things grateful right now. Just be grateful for five things right now. And I don't care if it's I'm grateful that I'm standing. I'm grateful that my hair is blue. I am grateful for my gauges. Whatever it is, whatever it is in that moment. Maybe I'm grateful for my life. We do have fabulous hair, I have to say. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, courtesy of my mama. The wonders of living with a hairstylist. But, like, whatever it is, nothing is too shallow or too deep. Don't overthink it. Because mm-hmm. once once I get whatever gratitude I have in that moment, and sometimes, sometimes I have to reach so far as to, you know what? I am so grateful for the fact that I am able to hear. I'm able to hear my child screaming. And not everyone has the ability to hear. Yeah. I don't know if anyone really would want to hear right now, but that's okay because I have the ability to hear. And so that also means that I get to hear him sing. It also yeah. means I get to hear him get excited over a video right. game. And Mm -hmm. those moments are so powerful. It doesn't make it easy. It doesn't really make me, you know, want to go and deal with a screaming child who is stronger than me. But it brings me back to earth and it makes me wake up to reality and what's around me. Right. And I think a lot of that also plays into, and I can't say, I have met several people. I know not every single person who has experienced trauma or abuse has wanted to leave the earth. But I think. I have such a respect and love for life now because I didn't want it for so long. And now that like I'm on this side of it, I'm, I'm able to be grateful for so much. And I don't mm-hmm. want to like anyone to like compare themselves to me. Don't compare it. There's no point. Even if we went through the exact same thing, we, we'd react differently because our brains are different. Right. So there's no point in comparing. But I say that because once you begin to allow yourself to see the beauty in life, the more you want to live it, mm-hmm. even when things are hard. Like right now, my son and I share a room. It's a very small room. My office is in here. Well, I have a desk in the living room, but it's not great because I live with a million people. But you know <laughs> what? I am able to look around and I have a TV 
and an Xbox. And I have my stuffed Eeyore that I've had since I was five. And I've got nerd shirts to wear. And I've got a million hats. And you know what? <laughs> there's, there's, I can be grateful. Right. Even if I don't like it, I can be grateful. I think and you're talking a lot about being present, you know? I, a lot There's of people so have a really that. hard time just being in the present, in the present moment. Yeah, being yeah. mindful can be hard. That is something yeah. that I am not going to lie. I was very arrogant about for a long time because once I figured out how to be present, because what happens is you get to a place and then you kind of lose respect for the journey mm -hmm. and you kind of begin to forget that other people aren't where you are. And so once I figured out how to be present, I kind of just assumed that everyone should and everyone would and it would just be easy. And I completely disregarded the fact, you know, that I'd been working on this for so long. Mm -hmm. But what happens a lot of the time, the reason it's so hard to live in the present is because we're not dealing with our past. And this, a lot of this comes from the fact that a lot of, a lot of women don't want to accept what's happened to them. Because by accepting what has happened to them, they think that's justification for it. Mm -hmm. When that's just not true. Like, I can look back on my life and go, you know what? This person and this person and this person did very terrible things. It doesn't make it okay. But they happened. And so by not accepting that past, it's like walking around with our fists wrapped so tightly around this luggage, mm -hmm. so tight that your knuckles are white. And when your knuckles are white and you're carrying something heavy, you can't think of the world around you. You are just trying to get to wherever it is you're trying to go with this massive thing of luggage that's so heavy and you can't put it down and your hand hurts, but you're so numb to the pain now. But if you stop thinking, if you, if you allow yourself to not be numb, you have to feel the pain and that's uncomfortable. But by accepting that it happened and going, you know what, it happened. Maybe I'm not ready to heal from it yet. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm not ready to process it. Maybe I don't want to think about it. But saying, you know what, it happened, it's loosening your grip. Right. And the more you loosen your grip, and maybe, maybe you just take one or two things out of the bag, that's going to provide a lot of relief. Mm -hmm. And so the more relief you, you get by taking things out of that bag, by just accepting that they were there, by accepting that they were there, you're able to just take them out and set them aside because you don't need to carry it with you because you know that it's there. So it's okay. You don't need to be the reminder. Have the reminder because it's right there. You begin to notice the world around you more because you're not focused on this big, heavy bag. Even if it's a hundred pound bag, when you start to right. take 10 pounds out of it, it's going to feel so much lighter. And like you said, it's making room for, for other things in your life. So exactly. Mm -hmm. And so once you begin to open your fist, like, and I use this example quite a bit imagine someone walks up to you and says, oh my gosh, I got you the perfect present. Here it is. And you're standing there with your arms crossed, your foot tapping, you scowling, your hands tucked into your armpits going, okay, I want it. Mm -hmm. You know how confused that person's going to be? And you're like, okay, just, just take it. It's yours. And you're standing there with your arms crossed. You won't <laughs> uncross your arms. You won't stop scowling. You're like, okay, I want it. Give it to me. And they're just like, I, I don't, I don't, like, do you, am I going to sit it on the floor? Like, are you going to take it? That's exactly what happens when it comes to presence. Yeah, actually that, that works. Presence and presence. Right. <laughs> but like, there are so many things right there and we say we want to see them, but we can't see them until we open our hand and accept it. Mm -hmm. 
And so by accepting that the past is the past and it's there, you don't have to deal with it right now. There's there's probably going to be a little bit of a process of just acceptance that it happened and no longer denying it. But once you stop denying that, you release your brain from so much mental space. You release so much space. You have so much more energy now because your brain is no longer using its calories, right? Its caloric expenditure to focus on that thing, to continue to deny that thing. Self-hatred and denial takes a whole lot of energy and it is so exhausting. Mm-hmm. And so when you begin to really go, okay, you know what? It happened. You don't have to work through it. Just stop denying it. And you go, okay. Even if it's something that you did, maybe there's something uncomfortable that you did that you're punishing yourself for because you think you're not allowed to put it down because you did it. Just accept that that it happened. You can't go back. You can't change the past. So just accept it. It is what it is. Put that down and you're going to begin to see the beauty in the world. And you're going to be able to see so much more to be grateful for, which is going to keep you great, which is going to keep you present in the moment. And it's such a beautiful cycle. It's such a beautiful cycle. It's not easy, but it's so beautiful. Yeah. It's, yeah, much harder than it sounds, I'm sure. But it it does sound like once it's over, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Once you get through the storm. Yeah. Uh. You know, you get to see the rainbows. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, and again, and I don't say that to make light of anything. I have a friend who is coming to terms with the fact that her dad did stuff to her when she was younger. Uh. And she doesn't really want to accept it. Because that's a really hard thing. You know, the person that you love and that you played baseball with and that was like had done things. That's really hard to accept. It's really hard to accept. But the more she knows, she doesn't try to talk herself out of it anymore. She doesn't try to like justify it. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe it didn't happen that way. That stuff doesn't come out of her mouth anymore. Instead, she says things like, you know what? It is what it is. I don't really want to talk about it right now, but oh my gosh, you should have seen the butterfly that I passed yesterday. That is the most beautiful thing. It's not dealing with it. It's not processing it, but it's no longer going to all the work to just deny 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 you know what i mean a lot of people live in denial yeah i think a lot of people it's like a default you know what i mean it really is and we love to make fun of it and we love to mock it and we love to make all of the villains like in all every in-law movie right the moms in denial that her son's growing up or whatever we make light of it but all of us are in denial about something mm-hmm. we all are every single one of us i right. mean i'm I'm in denial about stuff. I'm sure there's stuff that I haven't even thought of that I, I'm in denial with dealing. I think it's like a, I think it's like a defense mechanism. It is. Really? It's, yeah. It's your brain trying to keep you safe. Mm-hmm. It's just like how there are things, how a lot of adults grow up and they live their life and they don't realize that they were abused as kids because your brain shuts off to keep you safe because it doesn't want to deal with a traumatic event. Mm-hmm. And so when, but then when your brain is able to process it, it begins to kind of let things out. And so as you work, and so that's why a lot of the times, and I describe it like a really big pool. And imagine this pool is the most disgusting pool you've ever seen, right? Mm -hmm. And you're, and so all you're focused on is getting all the crap on the top. You're not going to dive to the bottom and start cleaning. You're just, you just want to get the stuff on the top cleaned off. That's that's what you see. And so you do all this work and you clean everything off the top of the pool and you're like, oh my gosh, there's nothing at the top of the pool. How cool is that? But then things start floating to the top. Mm -hmm. Some things are heavier, so they float slower. Some things 
or have that same reaction of like taking a very full beach ball, shoving it to the bottom of the pool, and it just shoots right up and makes a big mess of everything. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that cleaning off the top of the pool wasn't good. It just means now there's more room for the deeper stuff to come up. And that's where a lot of that denial comes in. Because it's like, man, I just did all this work. I don't, I don't want to think about this right now. But there is a difference between right. I don't want to think about this and, oh, there's no way it actually happened. I, even if you just get into the habit of saying, because your words are powerful. Words are powerful. Even by just saying, I don't want to think about it right now, instead of, I don't think it happened that way is a big mindset shift. And the more you tell that to your brain, the less it's going to harp on the the denial aspect and go more towards the, I don't want to talk about it right now aspect, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It does. That, that does make sense. So Carly, where can, um, where can people find you for your coaching? You sound like oh, a wonderful Oh, thank you coach. so much. Um, so I am really, really present on Instagram. You can always reach out and DM me there. Um, it's Carly.Lynn because I wanted Carly Lynn, but some lady who hasn't posted in five years took to Carly Lynn. <laughs> uh, so I wasn't graced with that, but it's just Carly and then like like the, just a dot and then Lynn, L-Y-N-N-E on instagram and then my website is carlylynn.com you can find my podcast there you can go to carlylynn.com slash services to book a consultation call everything is there well carly thank you so much for talking with us you are an amazing young woman and you have such a way with words and i've been smiling through a lot of this too just so you know um yeah, I, I know it's here. a hard subject and we could probably talk for days and days and days on this because there's so many women that we know that are struggling with this. And I hope that they listen to this because and I'm going to encourage that they do because um, you have a lot of great advice and a wonderful outlook on recovery and how to become a happier person. You have absolutely no idea how much that means to me. Because not even 18 months ago, if you would have said that, I would have laughed in your face. Very rudely. Very, very rudely. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I, I had no idea that it was possible to become the woman I am today. And I'm not done yet. I've still got so much more growth to go. Mm-hmm. But just hearing that and being here, it's still so surreal that I've come so far. And even talking about this stuff today, like what I've been through and where I am now, it's just so amazing. And I want other women to know that it's possible. That if I can, if I can go from being a just a mean, angry human to being who I am now, then legitimately anyone can, as cheesy as that sounds. Carly was really uplifting and she was really hardcore at the same time. I really appreciate that. That's how things get through my thick skull <laughs> easier. <All right. laughs> um, I just thought she was really amazing and she brought out so many good points. And I hope she can, I hope this reaches so many women that, um, that really need it. And I hope that um, many people sign up for her five day boot camp because oh, yes yeah because okay. whether or not you're in a romantic relationship i think it'd be good for pretty much anybody we all can use those confidence skills yes i've already signed up i'm already Me too. on the list yeah so yeah we'll be We're sure to it. let you all know how well it went and um if carly kicked our asses 
<laughs> she probably will. <laughs> and speaking of that, kicking asses, we had this really great um, podcast with Live Paranormal, which will be we will be dropping that uh, Halloween day, which is Saturday. They have some great, great stories, and they are some pretty uh, tough women. So you're definitely going to want to listen to that one. That was a fun podcast. Yes, it that was. Really was. Uh, one thing before we go, I also liked how Carly brought out that um, mental illness, you know, and trauma comes out in physical form. Yeah, and toxic relationships are so stressful, so that's just going to obviously make it even worse, which is just sad. I noticed that there's a lot of women who have chronic illness, at least, in my chronic illness groups that I belong to that are in toxic relationships. And I'm not sure if it's just because they're afraid to leave, but, or, you know, this is another reason why Carly's boot camp would be good because she talks a lot about worth. Right. Yes. I love the way she talks about confidence too. So this week's mantra is faith is taking the first step. Even when you don't see the whole staircase, Martin Luther King Jr. And don't forget, we're stronger together, guys. Be well. See you next time. Unified through chronic and mental illness can be found at anchor.fm slash unified. There you can find all social media links as well as other ways to listen.